you're listening to live your best life podcast here it's all about empowering yourself and taking control of your life hi i'm shivani your host relationship and empowerment coach helping you live your best life having spoken about anger in the last episode we're going to do some thinking work on fear in a way it's the opposite of anger anger is an approach emotion it leads to some kind of action and as we discussed last time it works best for us if we can decide on an action that is beneficial to us fear on the other hand is a withdrawal emotion it holds us back does that mean fear is a bad emotion that keeps us from doing things that we ought to be doing well yes and no let's see how fear is considered to be an emotion of the weak timid spineless shy lacking confidence jumpy are some of the words that we use for people who scare very easily we think of fear as a coward's emotion and too much of it can lead to phobias mismanagement in life and anxiety or even fatigue chronic fear also weakens the immune system it causes gastro issues and it also decreases fertility it leads to faster aging it impacts memory decision making capabilities and also your response time in times of stress over time fear breeds resistance increases insecurity reduces motivation leads to inaction stifles emotional and intellectual growth and hampers effective decision making so do we really need fear in our lives as a child i was exposed to this wall hanging in my childhood home that read the only thing to fear is fear itself and for many years i really did live by that motto but the fear of fear itself also leads to denial of fear it leads you to a situation where you refuse to acknowledge the fear that is signaling something to you and this avoidance does not allow you to overcome the fear instead it feeds the fear it makes the fear stronger look at it like this think of a child who's afraid of a dog and think of a parent who picks up the child or screams at the dog owner every time a dog comes near her child now this protective parent is unintentionally feeding the fear of the child making it grow the notion that that a dog is something to be afraid of or is something that needs to be run away from is getting reinforced with such actions also when the dog is taken away the child feels relief and when that child feels relief it's a kind of a biofeedback for the child which makes him or her feel good and therefore removing the dog or removing the child from the dog's presence is actually adding to the fear which builds over time 
Fear as an emotion definitely helped us when we were in the jungle, when we were hunters. It helped us decide whether we should run or attack or freeze in the moment. It was a survival mechanism. Today, our fears are not with regards to saber-toothed tigers or gigantic mammoths. And therefore, it becomes very important to differentiate real fears from fake fears. Today, fear has been converted into an acronym. So, F-E-A-R has been said to be fake evidence appearing real. In most cases today, unless, of course, we are in the war zone or in a life-threatening situation, which rarely happens for us today, the fear we feel comes from our thoughts and beliefs. What if I fail? What will others think of me? If I ask a question, I will be seen as something stupid. I will never recover from this rejection. And a whole lot of fears coming from assumptions based on our past experiences, ingrained belief systems and culture too. Let's talk about some broad categories of fear and how they can be managed. The first of them is irrational fears. These are fears that creep into our psyche based on our beliefs and thoughts. Our beliefs control what we pay attention to and that's confirmation bias. And as we pay more attention to them, we start to believe them more strongly. We make our fear also stronger. For example, in your childhood maybe, an uncle passed away of a heart attack and you heard your parents talking about how his cholesterol was out of the roof and how fried food was the cause of all that cholesterol buildup. Now as a child, this may have gotten imprinted on you so strongly that you avoid fried foods like plague and you feel guilty every time you give in to that temptation. The solution for fears that emanate from irrational kind of thoughts is not difficult. All you have to do is to question your belief. Actively look for information that negates the belief and see what you find. Empowering yourself with the data is a great way of overcoming this kind of fear. The trick, however, is to be able to understand how this fear started and how it is keeping you from living a more fulfilled life. The second very common fear comes from a sense of uncertainty. Worry. Worry about what awaits you around the corner can be debilitating. But then again, who in this whole wild world can predict what will happen next? Who could predict that COVID pandemic that it struck in this December 2019 would happen? Who could predict that the amazing information technology that has made life so much easier for us would also lead to social isolation and increased cases of depression. At one level, it is this acceptance and understanding that absolute control of the future is not possible. And when you truly accept that, that helps you feel calm and composed. At the second level, it is also important to know that you have to continue doing your bit 
to make things as predictable, as comfortable for yourself and those around you as you can. And then leave the rest to the randomness of the world. The third kind of fear arises out of distorted expectations. Some people call it catastrophizing. When you start to think about the future and creating nihilistic scenarios, you are essentially imagining negative outcomes all the time. This fear is nothing if not imagination. How about using this amazing mind tool that we have to imagine positive outcomes? It can ban fear and it can also motivate you towards positive action. Some fears come from distorted memories, especially those that form during our childhood. We tend to remember the emotion we felt when something bad happened. We remember the helplessness, but we forget that we are not that child anymore and that we can handle a lot more. Consciously visiting these memories and correcting them, looking at them objectively, that's what can help these kind of fears. There is also the fear of failure that emanates from a perfectionist mindset. It makes an appearance when you have low esteem, unable to take risks, or you hate the feeling of not having the control that you would like to have. The realization that the outcome is not in your control and that in any situation, all that you can do is to control your actions can help fight this mindset. Then there is fear of success. It debilitates those who suffer from imposter syndrome. If you feel guilty about achieving, you can end up in a self-destructive behavior, jeopardizing your own growth. In such a situation, learning to love yourself and accepting your good fortune graciously is the way out of this kind of fear. I end this episode with a short story from The Game of Thrones. Young Bran asks Ned Stark, his father and Lord of Winterfell, Can a man still be brave if he's afraid? That is the only time a man can be brave said his father. So, the only way to attend to fear is to assess it, confront it, one step at a time if it is too much to take in one go and face it. Until next time then, thank you for listening in. Take a moment to write a review or send feedback on what you would like to hear on this podcast and see the description for more details.